Bible Treasures Topic 4 Bible Meditation Welcome to the Sound Doctrine Telecast. Thank God for the Holy Bible. Everything that we see today with our naked eyes is temporal. We see buildings, buildings are temporal. We see furniture, all furniture is temporal. And we see automobiles, all automobiles are temporal. And the dresses that we wear, they are all temporal. There is only one exception. That is the Holy Bible. Now that was very clearly told by the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Turn with us in your Bibles to Matthew's Gospel, 24th chapter, verse 35. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Jesus Christ was speaking about this inhabited earth that we are seeing today. Apostle Peter said the same thing from a different perspective. Please turn with us to 1st Peter 1st chapter. We'll read verses 24 and 25 to you. All flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass. The grass withers, and its flower falls away. But the word of the Lord endures forever. Jesus spoke about the inherited earth. And Apostle Peter, he speaks about that inhabitants of the earth. That excites us now as we listen to this message that the Bible will be there for us in heaven too. That means such a book cannot be read or meditated casually. We cannot read this book as we read other books. That's why we are studying how not to meditate. We have so far studied eight lessons. Number one, do not neglect any portion of the scriptures. Number two, do not rush through your meditation. And number three, do not be lazy while studying the Bible. Number four, do not depend solely on your intellect. And number five, do not ignore the context of the Bible text. And number six. Do not place your experiences above the Bible. And number seven. Do not probe into secret things. Last week we studied do not neglect prayer life. This week we will move on to lesson number nine. How not to meditate. Do not delay obedience. Once again, do not delay obedience. We as Christians, what we need today most 
is not more of light or revelation, but more of obedience. Invariably, almost all of us are guilty of delayed obedience. Please turn with us for a challenging testimony in book of Psalms, 119th chapter. Now here, the psalmist is giving us a tremendous challenge in his testimony. Look at the 60th words. I made haste and I did not delay to keep your commandments. Oh, beloved, if only every one of us, we can just testify like it. The world that we live or the world that is around us will not be as it is today. You know, we make haste for so many things. So many things we are so, so much in a hurry and we are brisk and we are busy. When it comes to the question of obeying God's word, we are very slack and we really delay. Sometimes there is an inordinate delay. But if you look at the examples of the early disciples and apostles, they always insisted on immediate obedience. We all know about the conversion of Saul. God met with him on the road to Damascus. And he became blind to the world for three days. He was praying unto God. God spoke to one disciple by name Ananias. He sent Ananias to Saul to minister unto him. And as Ananias was having a talk with Saul, you know, something he said which is very, very exciting. Turn with us to Acts of the Apostles, 22nd chapter. We'll read to you the 16th words. Now, as Ananias was talking to Paul, suddenly he said something. And now, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. There must have been some kind of a hesitation on the part of the apostle. What happened to him was a shock of his life. So when he was sort of delaying the matter, here comes Ananias with the rebuke. Now why are you delaying? Arise and be baptized immediately and calling on the name of the Lord. That is why you find in the early church, baptism was administered in all sorts of times and all sorts of places. What happened to the jailer in Philippi? He was convicted right at the midnight when God really moved on behalf of his apostles. And he asked him, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They immediately gave him a full answer. Leave on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved and also your family. You know, when was he baptized? The Bible says he and his household were baptized the same night. And there was a minister of finance from Ethiopia. He was going back to his country. On the way, the Lord sent his message to him through evangelist Philip. And the gospel conversation was going on right over the chariot. As it was going on, suddenly the minister said, Here is water. What should prevent me from being baptized? 
both of them got down and this minister was baptized. Beloved, as you browse through the scriptures, there are simply too many examples and illustrations to teach us that when God tells us something from his word, obedience to it should be instant and immediate and it should never ever be delayed. We all know about the parable of the soils. Turn with us to that uh, beautiful chapter, even the 8th chapter of Luke's Gospel. Immediately after giving an interpretation for the parable, you know what the Lord went on to say? Look at the 18th words. Therefore take he how you hear. In other words, with what attitude? Is it with an attitude of obedience? Or it is just out of an attitude of knowing more things? Beware how you hear. Next Jesus immediately says, Whoever has to him, more will be given. So how do you connect these two sentences? Take heed how you hear. To him who has, more will be given. In other words, to him who obeys, more revelations will be granted. That's why, beloved, in the course of our Bible reading and Bible meditation, suddenly you will realize at some point of your life, you lose your excitement and freshness. You'll be reading these uh, papers printed with black and white and red. But you won't feel alive. Fresh meal will not come to you. You may wonder why. Here is the diagnosis for that problem. Maybe your attitude towards the reading of God's word has changed. Or there may be so many arrears in your obedience. If a boy or a girl or a student, if he keeps on failing year after year, you think they will keep on promoting him? If there are arrears, he must clear the arrears before he can be promoted. In other words, if you read what happened immediately after this explanation, his mother and brothers came to him. They could not approach him because of the crowd. Somebody told him, Mother and your brothers are standing out. They want to see you. But Jesus answered and said to them, My mother and my brothers are these who hear the word of God and do it. In other words, in the entire context and in all the sequence of this happening, Jesus had one theme in mind, obedience to God's word. Beloved, I have a question. That question I ask on your behalf and on my behalf. Why should God be wasting his revelations with people who are irresponsive? Why should God give counsel and exhortations and commandments and instructions to someone who has got a disobedient attitude? Please turn with us for a question. It is an alarming question. We have it in Romans 10th chapter. Maybe this can happen to several of us. We'll read verses 20 and 21 to you. Isaiah is very bold and he says, you know, the prophets are already bold. 
But when he made this statement, he was extremely bold. What did he say? This is what God told through him. I was found by those who did not seek me. I was made manifest to those who did not ask for me. But to Israel, he says, all day long I have stretched out my hands to a disobedient and contrary people. You know, there comes a point where God himself becomes desperate. And at that time, you know, there is only one alternative and one option for him. God keeps on talking to you. He gave his commandments to the people of Israel. No other nation received so many commandments from God. Kept on blessing them with prophets. Kept on pouring out his heavenly bread unto them. But they were disobedient and they were living contrary to everything. What did God do? I can't be keeping on stretching my hands for all day. Now I am going to turn my attention to another group of people. Moving on to non-Jewish community. Now I am going to the Gentile people. If you are not obedient to what God consistently and keeps on giving unto you, there will come a point when God will have to bypass you. That's what happened to King Saul. What did Samuel tell King Saul? Because you have rejected my words, God has rejected you. Not only that, God will choose a man who is better than you. God will always have somebody who is better than you. Don't think that you are indispensable for God. Beloved, your understanding, the level of your understanding gets deeper and deeper and higher and higher only to the extent of your spirit of obedience. John's Gospel, 7th chapter. Look at the 17th words. If anyone wants to do his will, he shall know. This is a very important truth. Only he will know. Not everyone who wants to know will know, but everyone who wants to do will know. We understand the Bible better by obeying the Bible. The greatest blessing from the Bible comes mainly to those who always maintain, follow my words, always maintain an attitude and spirit of obedience. There is a very interesting verse in the book of Revelation, first chapter. Look at the third verse. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words and keep the words which are written here. Did you notice something there? Those days everyone did not have a copy of the Bible. Only one will have the scroll. He will read it. Others will hear it. That's why it says, he who reads, singular, those who hear, plural. Then after hearing, it does not speak about understanding. It immediately goes to keeping the words. 
We have a beautiful example in the life of the mother of the Lord Jesus Christ. You shall become pregnant and you will bring forth a son. I didn't understand. Because I am not married yet. Came a beautiful theological revelation. The power of God shall overshadow you. That which shall be born of thee shall be born of the Holy Spirit. You think a young virgin will understand all that the angel said? If she tells it to others, nobody on earth will accept it also. What does the Bible say? Be it unto me according to your word. She did not understand, but she accepted. Turn with us to another interesting passage. Book of James, first chapter. Look at the 25th verse. It says, if you are a doer of the word, you will be blessed in what you do. If you are a doer of the word, you will be blessed in what you do. If you look at verse 22, be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. So beloved, if you are disobedient, you will invariably slide into deception. No other generation had so many Bibles and so many study aids as we have got. Tremendous privilege. That goes with a great responsibility. Because more shall be required to whom much is given. I would just to conclude with what that preacher or preachers has given us in book of Ecclesiastes. 12th chapter, I'll read to you from verse 9 onwards. This is the conclusion of all that he wrote. Because the preacher was wise and he still taught the people knowledge, he pondered and sought out and set in order many proverbs. Come to the word 12th verse. Of making books there is no end. But let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments. This is the whole duty of man. Now here I have written a book for all of you to read. Blessed are the obedience. This is a biblical call to a life of obedience. You can write to us and this book will really revolutionize your life and move you from disobedience to a life of obedience. Blessed are the obedience. Let that blessing come upon you right now. God bless you.